The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you live at G-Migs in Valley Junction, West Des Moines. You, just, I, I've, you know, I've driven through here. I don't know. We've, we've done the show here for a couple of years. I've driven through here, I don't know, a thousand times. Great. Right. Never noticed that that building over there was the firehouse in City Hall that was built in 1905 until I parked there today and I looked up and went, hey, that was City Hall back when this was the railroad junction. Do you know that my grandmother lived down here and went to Valley High School when it was at uh, 8th Street? When it was at 8th Street? Hill Street. I did not know that. She graduated in 1930 or 32. And it was it it was the big high school at that point. Wasn't no, it? not really. No, no, it wasn't. It was the Valley High School. It was, it was the, literally the Valley in the Valley, right? right? You know, out of town, kind of. You know. Well, yeah, it was a long ways from East High to, to the Valley it, Junction it was, back in the it day. It was. It took it took it took a little bit of a journey, several hours to get here. Yeah, they actually used to have a trolley in the old days. Did they? Yeah, back in the old days. <sighs> You've been around that long. Been around no, that long. but I've heard. All right. Hey, Hawks win it on the road this week, twenty to nothing over Northwestern. Yes, that's right, another shutout. And I'm try- I was I couldn't find the stat after I wanted to look at it. They're, they're piling up shutouts. That's by the four way, four shutouts in the last two years in Big Ten football. That's that's pretty that's good. That's three more than any other team has. Really? It, this uh, it, the most any other team has is one. When Iowa um, is in the top three in in scoring defense in the country, uh, it is interesting to hear people complain about. Hey, you know, I don't think we're very good, and I'm like. Have you watched this? I mean, I understand. Maybe there have been better defenses at Iowa. You know They've what? We more can talented. score 41 points like Oklahoma and piss it down your leg at Manhattan. Get, and give up. You score 41 points and give up 48, you lose. How about if you score 20 points? Talk you want. Uh, you can <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> How about if you score 20 points and you don't give up any points Do you and know, you're a pretty Brett, good football team? I have a really good notion here that if you never give up a point, you cannot lose. Uh, so... Which, we say that in baseball. If they don't score, we they can't. Lattimore or Golston? I get him. Golston, who said when they asked him, you know, when did you guys start thinking shut He's like, when we were getting off the bus, right, right. And with Northwestern, that's entirely possible. It's not a good offense. They looked, they they did look bad, but Iowa made them look bad in a lot of ways too the other day. Hey, they have this is their first shutout loss. So either things are getting worse for the Wildcats, or Iowa played a pretty good game the other day on the defensive side of the football. you got to give them credit for that. Hawks stay at number 19 in the, I believe, the AP poll, and they moved up in the, uh, in the coaches one way or the other. They're nine, number 19 in both of them, 6-2, 3-2. The real, and two, the, the and real two. poll comes out next week, right? The first uh, Yeah, so where do you suppose they're going to de- debut in that real poll? Oh, somewhere between 16 and 20, because they're not going to lose this week. So you think they're going to be higher? That you think they'll move up this week in the regular polls, and they'll be higher? I don't know. I mean, I somewhere they'll be somewhere in that six. They'll be rated in the because they go to twenty five. I think in that. Yeah, I think they do. They'll be rated. They don't really talk about. It. They run them out there on the. In fact, do they even do anything other than a crawl across the screen? For no, the top, I mean they put 10. them out there. Like here's yeah. twenty through twenty five, et cetera. You um, know, and obviously, only the top twelve really are the ones that matter because you get your New Year's six. Right. Um, Out of that. You have to be in the top 12 to get into the New Year's Year's 6, right? right? So that's a possibility. We are going to talk a little bit about bowl games later on today. Just a little little food for thought on some of that. Um, Uh, Hawks are bowl eligible. Well, I... Nobody seems to really care anymore, which is really a cool thing. It, but no, but it, that that six wins is is like guaranteed for a Kirk Ferentz football I, team, and it is eighteen out of the last nineteen years. But I, I, I 
I've been thinking about this since I watched uh, Scott Frost complain about his uh, players warming up in hoodies because it's chilly out. While he it, was wearing a while hoodie. While he was wearing a hoodie. But yes. he's a coach. I mean, the hoodie wears a hoodie all the time. Yes. In fact, he had a hoodie underneath the rain gear hoodie the other day, Belichick. Did he? So that George can hear me talk about the Patriots for there, the there, two there we seconds. talked about the Patriots. But but the point is is that Iowa there are things we take for granted. We now take for granted that the Hawks are going to go to a bowl game on a, an annual basis, and and that's a great thing, but it shouldn't be taken for granted. It's it is a special thing. It gives your team an extra what ten practices or something like that. There's only ten teams. I think actually only eight in college football who have a better bowl streak. Right. Right. Eight, eight, I mean, I, there, I I know it's there's only, I know it's ten, and I think it's moved. It, it would move to eight this year. There's a couple of them there on the finish. Something like that. Where I mean, I understand national championships. No. Big Ten championships. We've been on. We've been in a few conversations. We had, we, a cup of coffee we, here at least and there. We played for a while, right? But I, I get it. But eight wins, six six to eight wins. You go to a bowl game every year, and we and people do take it for granted, and it's not good enough anymore, which is worrisome in some ways. Now, I want to win. Trust me. You know, yes. I'm going to. T- I'm going to get more frustrated later on about the fact that we went that we punted on fourth down because I don't want to see us do that. But when you look at the fact that you're right, taking for granted, and which is why I immediately it was the first thing I tweeted out at the end of the game. You probably didn't notice, but nobody and nobody else, nobody reacted to it. I said I was now bowl eligible. Nobody said a word. Well, I thought right? about it, but. I mean, but you're right. They take it for granted. The other thing you take for granted is despite the fact that he frustrates the crap out of me from time, from time to time, many times, Kirk Ferentz would never throw his players under the bus like Scott Frost, who is a, a, it, no, a, and that, and that was what I was talking about. doing it in Nebraska it, right now it, it to is, try to save face. Well, he's trying to save face. He's trying to build a different culture, and I'm saying Iowa takes for granted. The Steve Alford culture is what he's trying to build, right? He, now, he, I'm not the first person to compare him to that. But, he, uh, but we take for granted the Kirk Ferentz culture. He's been with us for 21 years. You know, we always go to Grandma's house on Christmas because we always do. And that's what Iowa football kind of has become, is Grandma's house on Christmas. And there are certain aspects of that that are really, really good. Food's always good. Downside is the living room's too small. You know it's going to be 97 degrees in there. And, and I have to watch. And, you, and, uh, and I have and to she, watch uh, Lawrence Welk. She doesn't yes. have H, yes. she doesn't have HBO, Showtime, <laughs> or Netflix. So you got to figure out how to watch that either on your phone or your iPad or whatever. Thank it might friends. Be. You know, and and Grandma's uh, password on her uh, Wi-Fi internet is the one that the company, the internet company, gave her. And it's, it's a like password X three nine Z small case Q. You know, it's it's something dumb like that. And the and but the, the, the consi- time is still blinking twelve o'clock on her VCR. Exactly, right? okay. but the consistency yes. and the culture that that Ferentz has developed, and and t- let's talk about the Patriots again. James Ferentz starts at guard. When's the last time you heard Bill Belichick talk about the right guard in a post game press conference? Somebody asked him, "How would you think James did?" Well, goes, when they moved to the aerosol from the aerosol can to the roll on, he kind of did. No, 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 no. But yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, look at that! Really, I bad. saw what you did there. Yeah, I know it's Halloween, but good yeah, lord, yeah. we're going to have jokes. Leave them to me. Okay. Anyway, so so he's Belichick's talking about him, and you know what he says? I thought he really did well. He's been very diligent as on the scout team. Whatever we put him in, he did a great job. 
you can tell he's Kirk Ferentz's kid. Yeah, you can tell by by he's Kirk Ferentz's kid. Look at his old man. Look at him. Yeah, absolutely. And it, That's and it a pretty happened. high compliment. It is considering James Ferentz. You're talking about he's literal, got, literally he's a, got two Super Bowl rings? And, and literally a kid that nobody. I mean, he went to Iowa. And people were like, "Well, we'll see if he ever gets a, even gets a chance to play at all." Even though he's a coach's kid, he was not recruited, right? Not that it, that he would have gone anywhere else, but he wasn't recruited. No, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't something coming out of high I school, right? I think his mother uh, had something to do with that. Maybe. My point is, is that's it. And he's in the pros, having more than a cup of coffee. He's playing now. So he's got Super it's Bowl amazing. rings. He's got Super Bowl rings. And and you're right. It, a couple more things about this game. Uh, Nate Stanley goes 12 of 26. Not a, a statistically great day. However, how many balls were dropped? Five? Uh, six? Nico Rogini did not have his best day. Nope. And that's fine. He's had some other good ones, and they didn't need it the other day. But and I thought Nate N- Nate had a chance to have a really good day had the guys been able to hang on to the football a little bit. Nico, Nico dropped at least two or three first downs. Um Smith Marset made an incredible catch. That's two weeks in a row. Yep, one handed. He's, he's gone OBJ on us and grabbed a one handed catch on Don't the sideline. Don't sleep line. on that. Absolutely, and, and and that's impressive. And considering, you know, Brandon Smith's out. And how about Tyrone Tracy taking a twelve yard play on third and eight, making a move, and then and then outrunning the North. There, there's a great picture of Tracy. I was just about, I've got it written down right here. Have you seen that? You've seen yeah, that picture, like right? Yeah, five, six there's Northwestern guys standing there. Nobody the, in the frame. There's and, five and, guys and around the, him. And then they show the picture yep. of him in the end zone, and it's like, wow. that there, there was no other Iowa player in the frame other than him and five Northwestern guys surrounding him. And he cut backwards, cut to the sideline. He's got a little, he's got a little speed when he turns it on. Well, he? not only does he have speed, I mean, the ability to break the first tackle and then find the gap. And here was the other part that I really liked about that, is that Regani and Smith Marset both immediately go into block mode. Yes. Um, nobody yeah. makes, nobody gets a penalty for doing anything well, stupid. Did you, and did you see the other great block on that play? Tyler Goodson absolutely destroys a linebacker who was trying to blitz through the hole. I mean, it was cu- coming up the middle, and he he stepped up, got in there, and he he absolutely pummeled the guy. So um, a lot of things went right on that play. You know, right? It, it, a lot it, of things, and, and including picking up the guy that was that theoretically could have run free. And is that the biggest so. play of the year? I mean, yard wise. Oh, uh, yes, fifty yard touchdown. I, I think so. It was third and ten. Yeah. And and uh, you know ostensibly Iowa had you know needed a little bit of shot in the arm after uh, wasting the first series a little bit and didn't get you know yeah. didn't get the field goal it was too bad after the nice turnover. Well, this, what, what is Nate thinking? It's third and three. They're blitzing. Throw the. I don't. Well, right? Why? I don't know. You take yourself. Uh, you know, n- not out of field goal range, but it was you put yourself to forty six yards. When the wind in the, in was the blowing the way it was yeah. the other day, and it was Iowa uh, kickers raining. have had issues in that stadium. You know why? Because it's a it's a wind bowl. I mean, it swirls well, but, off the lake. Well, and the just, wind actually comes from the east, yeah. typically. Yeah, that's true. And the that's grass true. is knee deep. Yes. So anyway, you know, here's the thing: you can't complain about winning a football game by three touchdowns. No, I. It, I mean, think about it. Actually, actually, in this case, let's call it four scores. You got two touchdowns and a couple of field goals. It wasn't three just, three, just three drives. They had a number of them. Right. Uh, yeah, you can't complain about it. I think. 
it does get easy to say, well, 20 points, what's the big deal? Well, first of all, Northwestern has a decent, it's not a great, but it's a good defense. And you've been struggling a little bit. Well, they've been outscored 72-3 to now in their last two games. Well, Ohio State's Ohio State. Ohio State is clearly. Ohio State scored 38 on Wisconsin. It's clearly very, 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 very good. So it's hard to to factor that in. No, I don't know how you can get upset about that at all. And and, uh, there were so many good things to, to look at, including the fact that when Iowa, you know, they did struggle in that, you know, that first series offensively, but they came back and, you know, they plugged away through most of the day. The defense was so solid. I think the only the only place I come back to is, and I want to, you know, let's go into this a little bit. I, I understood when there was four and a half minutes left, a little bit, punting with on, on fourth and one at the forty four yard line of Northwestern, a little bit because you figure you're going to get the ball back, right? Right. I, I don't agree with it at all. Like on a scale of one to ten, I'm I'm a ten on. I disagree with doing it, but I get it. I didn't understand punting with two and a half minutes to go in the half in the same situation because you're probably not getting the ball back. So all you're doing is saying, I'm happy to go into the locker room up 10 to nothing on this one and six football team. I'm okay with cares? Who cares what their record is? Why does that matter? They're a bad football team. What it, does doesn't, it, matter? it doesn't freaking matter. Brett. Then you shouldn't be happy about going in up 10 to nothing. You yeah. should be happy to go in 17 to nothing. Oh, why? And because you, you decided to, to risk field position at that moment no because northwestern came out in the first two plays they went they 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 got they had their deepest drive of the of the day and they actually started to move the football and iowa fortunately stood up to them but my point is is you How left yourself northwestern open. run in iowa territory on saturday i think it was those four so they ran four plays and you wanted to give them the ball at the 40 if you didn't make it no uh they're 40 you wanted to give them the ball 10 yards from, mid, I, from I don't, midfield. I, I think if your defense is playing that well and you're like, well, we're going to shut them out anyway, I think you just do it. Oh, that's just so why would I? Why do I need the extra 20 yards? Why are you disappointed being ahead 10-0 on the road? Because you're going to need no, that at why? any other point in time. Explain to me. If, if he does that at Wisconsin this week. you're ahead 10-0. If he does that at Wisconsin this week and he punts at the 40 You're, ten, you're ahead 10-0 at halftime, you're going to be pissed off? I think you need to put the You're hammer gonna down. You're going to be pissed off if they're ahead 10-0 Wisconsin. You're going to be pissed off if he doesn't try to win the football That's game. That's just so stupid. I think I'm going to be pissed off if of he doesn't try to win the football game. Of course he's trying to win the freaking football game. That's why you punt. No. Punting is winning. See, now you're going back. You argued with me last week, and I'm telling you, last week you were telling me that's not what he tries to do, but that you just said it. That's exactly what he tries it to do. It was fourth down. It wasn't third and five, and he took a knee. He's not trying to score. It was just like last week. He you said he doesn't do to, that. He was trying to no. get a first down. He didn't get it. They punted. That's more, what happens. More Stop arguments football. in four minutes on the Hawkeye Huddle. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here from G-Migs. Come on down for steak night, as it is every Tuesday. Hey, by the way. Brett, I'm going to tell you something. I have seen your grandson, Logan, now twice in three days. You saw him here uh, in the pumpkin walk the other day when you were out here, wasn't Spider-Man it? was out and it, about. And he just showed up here while we're on the radio. He's going to ha- maybe have dinner here. I don't know. We're gonna, supposed to go home and carve pumpkins here in a little bit. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. So, um, By the one- way, great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. He's either on tonight or tomorrow. Well, I heard a theory about that, that really Linus knew that there was no grape pumpkin. He was just trying to get Sally alone in the pumpkin patch. Well, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, we got uh, Tom. We, on we, we do. Tom Cakert from HawkeyeReport.com on the line with us. Good afternoon, Tom. 
Good afternoon, gentlemen. I guess evening now. It, it is, and it's, uh, the snow has melted mostly away here in Des Moines. We'll get more tomorrow. So we're into the winter already here in October, which is ridiculous. But I, I, I digress. Yeah, whatever. It so, happens. Um, uh, we, have, we had a week off this week, obviously, Tom, with, uh, for football. So uh, we had a couple of assistant coaches uh, talking today. And I think, I think sometimes those are even uh, more interesting than, than getting Kirk in a, on a normal week. Because they talk a little bit more about the players, and I, I thought there were a couple of interesting comments today uh, from uh, Copeland, the wide receivers coach, in in talking a, about some of his guys. I think a little bit of a window into why Oliver Martin might not yet be playing, which is basically that he's he's not quite yet there, and even a little bit of uh, discussion about uh, Brandon Smith and his injury and how he's kind of uh, helping him through that. Yeah, I thought the uh, you know. I can't tell you how many people have asked me about Oliver Martin, um, you know, since the beginning of the year, just because he hasn't played as much as everybody had hyped him up to be. And it was nice to hear that from him because I think if you hear it from Brian or Kirk, there's a different reaction to it. What, what they said, Oh, he just, you know, they, it was, it would be a more negative reaction when they, I think everybody kind of just thought, okay, that makes sense when Kelton Copeland says it. And um, the, other, the thing I wrote the other day was basically, um, it's not like the, you know, it's not like it's a situation where the position group is underperforming. In fact, they're probably performing at as high a level as they have um, in a long time for a, a, a Kirk Ferentz coach team. The wide receivers are really the the, the best group of skill position players that, that they probably have um, right now, even with or without Brandon Smith. So uh, it's just hard to make that case that, well, Oliver should be out there anyway. And, you know, there's some truthers and tinfoil hat people who are like, well, what a, why did he play early in the year? Well, you know, there's certain things he can, they know he can do, like fade routes, you know, those right. kind of just basic things. And you put them in those positions and get them out there and let them do those things. That's just kind of common sense. Um, but as far as the rest of the stuff, they just don't feel like he's there yet. And Copeland coaches them every day. We don't. So, I mean, you just kind of have to accept it. Well, yeah, no question about that. And, Tom, I'm going to ask you an extraordinarily strange question. Is your grandmother's name Wanda? No. Okay, All well, right. then the person here who asked. So, uh, our no, faithful don't. fan, Mary, who uh, live-tweeted us here at GMIGS, will be interested to know that that is no. not your grandmother. I'm crossing that off the list. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so with regard to the assistant coaches, this is a question. You were, in, you were at Evanston over the weekend, obviously. What was Brian so pissed off about? I, you know, he got ticked twice. And I can't remember the specifics of the first one. I think it might have been he felt maybe there was some pass interference on both times. But they warned him the first time. And then the second time, I think they were sending a message to Brian. It's a 20 nothing game, so it's like, you know, it's, the game's essentially over at that point. And I think um, in a close game, maybe they just let it go and you just kind of move forward. But if it's a game where you can kind of send a message to Brian Ferentz, who tends to talk a lot uh, on the sidelines, 
uh, hey, you might want to just calm down with uh, the, uh, especially, you know, it was profane what he said. Yeah, no, the, and, we uh, could all read. We, we could all read. read lips, li- yeah, we could all read bit. his lips yeah, and I, see what he yeah, said. Yeah. yeah, we could all read his lips and we know what he said. And uh, it was, you know, something about his mother. And right, uh, we'll leave it, it at not, that. And uh, <laughs> it was not complimentary. Um, no, wasn't very complimentary. So, um, you know, it, they're sending a message to him. Hey, you need to kind of cool down and. I can tell you the reaction on the Iowa sidelines from uh, the, the uh, you know, a, a salt and peppered uh, haired gentleman who happens to be the father of the father coach, and head coach, was, his boss was was not um, it was basically uh, son go to your corner. <laughs> yeah, he had two wor- he had two words for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was not pleased. So, um, you know, that's one of those penalties you don't want to get. I don't care when it is, but it's a good lesson for Brian. Maybe he'll, you know, he's had a, you know, when he was upstairs, he had the incident at Michigan State where he, you know, punched the wall and then he had, you know, almost broke his hand. But then the the incident, um, God, I can't remember what game that was. Was it Minnesota, maybe? I can't maybe remember. Maybe the replay, replay official yeah, or something, yeah. 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 Replay official whose door that's is why right he's not in the box the anymore. Door. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Because he needs to be down there where he can kind of let off. He just runs hot. That's who Brian is. And he just runs hot. And it's a good trait and a bad trait sometimes. And, um, He's he's better down there in the sidelines where he can let some of that uh, you know that energy out. And uh, but he got caught doing it in the wrong way. Well, I, I think I think what he was arguing was the clipping or whatever that they would have called on on cut block. Wasn't a cut block? That might have been it on, yeah. on Brady a, Ross. By the that way, was, that, yeah, that's what it was, and it was um, and, and Kirk was very expansive after the game about that stuff too and and it's as frustrated as i've seen kirk in a while about something like that too because he just and i do wonder and i wish we would have had you know tim polisak or uh kirk or brian today just to ask them how much the enforcement of those cut rules and different things have impacted run blocking for iowa in the last couple years because it's just what they're what they're allowing to happen and not happen has changed drastically, and I think that's maybe kind of hurt the Iowa run game a little bit. It, you know, it is interesting with the with obviously with Iowa's struggles the last couple of years after a couple of thousand yard rushers two years ago, and and things changing a little bit, and uh, it it really is something to think about that perhaps some of the rule changes are starting to affect how Iowa can coach the the game or these guys can coach the game. Um, so it, uh, you're right. It would be interesting to, to have them. Hey, what, one, other, one other thing, too, is North Dakota State was big with using, you know, kind of those close to yes. cut block kind of things as well And when Polisek was up there. So it's another just kind of avenue of, boy, they're having to do some things differently than maybe they're just used to or comfortable doing. Well, in the old days on his own read, the backside guys would reach out and essentially clip the guy ahead yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were, so David and I were texting. But you were in the box, and you were yeah. allowed to do that. And we, you and I were texting each other the other night as we watched the Vikings run a, a zone blocking scheme really, really, really well, where the difference being, number one, the running back hits the hole 100 miles an hour, 
and Iowa needs to see more of that. And number two, that that stop that backside guy has a tougher time in the NFL getting to that to that running back. Hey, Tom, a couple of neat stories so far this year, specifically in the last two weeks for the for uh, the cash position on defense. Dane Belton, who actually was fairly highly recruited, had a lot of schools after him, but came up from Florida. Um, he solidified himself. I think you know the, he, had, he had a good uh, good uh, camp. It, the 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 buzz wore off a little bit, but certainly since he's played the last couple of weeks, has looked really good. And then of course Sam Laporta this week uh, had had a bit of a, uh, a showing, having to fill in for um, the starter Whiting on on uh, at tight end. But the, the Dane Belton, I guess, really shouldn't be a surprise that he's contributing. But this is pretty early. He's tr- that, that freshman kid has come in and played really well. He really turned some heads um, heading into fall camp during the summer and then uh, kind of came out of the box pretty strong in fall camp and then kind of faded as camp went on, maybe hit that wall a little bit um, and and kind of drifted back and, and then didn't play right away this year. But to his credit, he kind of came back strong. I think maybe he was a little dinged up or just, you know, just the natural thing that a lot of freshmen go through. And he's, I think, kind of solidified himself in the lineup. Now, I don't know if they'll play him against Wisconsin as much just because of the nature of Wisconsin where they're going to have, you know, <laughs> essentially like five or six or seven offensive linemen out there at one time. Uh, so um, I don't know that that sets up real well for playing cash. But um, he's, he's a really good player, and I, I think they've found – the guy that they can move forward with uh, in that cash role. Uh, Laporta, well, I'll tell you, um, both those, uh, you know, the, the kind of the memorable catches, the, the the long one that was ended up not being ruled a catch, and then the other one where he kind of snatches out of the air and takes off for about 40 yards, I think. He, that, that reminded me of uh, number 38 last year quite a bit. Looked a lot like T.J. Hawkinson, so... Uh, not put that on him quite yet, but it just, it, you know, just kind of felt that way. And he's uh, he's a really skilled kid that, you know, <laughs> the funny thing is they got him late and um, beating out. Everybody's like, oh, they're beating out the Mac again for these kids. Well, kid was just kind of a, an oversized wide receiver last year for his high school team and caught a lot of passes, and that's, Kind of what T.J. Hawkinson was in high school. And um, I remember watching his high school film, thinking, boy, this kid just reminds me a lot of Hawk. And, and uh, he's, he's got a chance to be pretty good. And it's just, you know, it's kind of uh, ironic that, or just kind of strange that he probably doesn't play that big of a role if Nate Beating's playing. Uh, but um, now he's probably carved himself out something. There were Iowa's found a tight end that uh, that I think they can, can use the rest of the year. Well, I'm with you on that. And not having the tight end, I think, in the Michigan and Penn State games being viable options, I think really hurt the offense. And, and what, I, frankly, I have no idea how they overturned that play. Uh, I, I still don't know. I still don't know either. There is no evidence one way or the other. So I, you know, but regardless, wait, wait, wait. now, you know, I think the size, I think size is, Size is something you just notice with that kid. Again, is Iowa has had a couple, you know, has had the benefit of big wide receiver type uh, tight ends, and 
You just notice that he's taller, and he can he, he goes up and gets the football. No, he's, a, he's a very talented yeah, receiver. I think There's no I think, question. I think they're going to be happy with that, um, and it would be nice to see him moving forward. <laughs> um, real quick, Tom, I, I think we've got a couple of minutes here, here left. Uh, we're, Iowa will open up the basketball season. Uh, well, there are going to be two games, right? Well, one of them is an exhibition. They, uh, they play uh, Lindsey Wilson. I don't know who she is exactly. Are I think you sure she was she? good. At, she was on Little House in the Prairie, wasn't she? I thought she was on the Cosby Show. Okay, the Cosby Show. But they play her on Monday night. But uh, they had, they've had, they've even had their little scrimmage against uh, Illinois State. Sounds like Jordan Bohannon is still in this thing. Yeah, he's he played a little bit. I just got some kind of drips and drabs from some people that I talked to about um, about Iowa basketball and, and just, he played a little bit, um, you know, didn't shoot it particularly well, which doesn't surprise me. He's still getting into basketball shape, but, uh, it seems like everything's all, uh, full speed ahead. The guy that kind of, that everybody that I talked to is buzzing about is Joe Toussaint. Just that he can nice. maybe be a little bit of an impact player this year at point guard. That's really exciting to hear. Really exciting to hear, especially if Jordan can't go. But even if he can, he can it'll really taking the ball out of Jordan's hand, making him the two a little bit. Oh, I like that a lot. Because you know what, just this just in, and I know everybody, I, I know everybody wanted to downplay it, but Tyler Cook is actually on and playing on an NBA roster. Scored last night. They just played the last minute, but hey, he made a basket. Everybody said he couldn't even do that, right? So uh, there were some good players on that Iowa basketball team last year. They lost. Tom, before we let you go, Xavier Foster's down to Iowa and Iowa State. What's your gut? Uh, honestly, it's really a coin flip. I always think that um, I, the one thing I, I've talked to some of the national guys about this before because everybody makes a big deal about girlfriend being at Iowa State for Xavier and and I'm always of the and their opinion was kind of the same thing is that girlfriends or whatever I mean there's a kid that's going to Iowa State that they signed in, in the spring I can't remember his name Kiff Kansas uh, his girlfriend's going to K-State you know so it's just it, the girlfriend doesn't really matter. There's, there's. Uh, I'm gonna guarantee there's probably some very attractive girls at the University of Iowa as well. So uh, you know, it's just it, I don't I think there's don't any question about that. that. Yeah, I just don't think. You know, I met my wife at the University of Iowa, so I, I know there are. So you I, met the first, first Mrs. Ridge, and yes. I met the first Mrs. Creighton at the University of Iowa. You know, at the time they were attractive. Yeah. I wasn't. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even going there. No. No. I, I, yeah, yeah you're so right. I, I just, I, I, I just over, I just don't think it's as big a factor as he comes from an Iowa family, and it's, I think it's just going to be hard for him to turn down Iowa. But I do think it's a coin flip, um, and uh, we'll see what happens. But so, uh, what's the date on that? November eleventh. Eleventh. Okay, so a week from Monday. Coming up. Yeah. All right, awesome. All right. Hey, Tom, thanks. Uh, no need for a prediction this week. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about Wisconsin next week in uh, what sets up as, as the game of the year again. Uh, Iowa, it's the pivotal one, and, and Iowa will have to An have elimination it. game it's for the a, Big Ten West. Absolutely. Thanks, Tom. We'll check it, in it really check is. next week. Yep. Thanks, guys. Uh, all right. Tom Cakert of HawkeyeReport.com. And uh, he does have a lot of great stuff about recruiting out there as well. We didn't really get into much of it tonight, but because uh, it, 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 it turns over a little bit earlier now. So, uh, but anyway, on top of that, lots of good articles and, and a lot of food for thought. He and Blair, uh, you know, they have a lot of food for thought throughout the week. You know, well, I so. think that I think that 
they try to take their fan hat off and, and actually make people think as opposed to the yellers and screamers on the message board. They try. They try very hard. And I, you may notice, don't post very often anymore because I don't want to be one of the yellers. I, I, I frequently type something and then take I, it down. The last thing I posted on Hawkeye Report was about uh, the tickets. That was it. And it worked. Yeah, and it worked. Well, there is that. They have a ticket exchange there, so if you want to get it, if you need to buy or sell uh, Hawkeye tickets, it's one way to do it. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we don't have a game to get you set for. But no, we'll but I got some wrestling info. Yes, and we got a wrestling expert sitting next to There we to go. Us. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back for our final segment here. Look, I huddle on 1700 the champ. Right, Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you live at G-Mix. Stop on out and say hi here next 20 minutes or so. It's gotten uh, doubled. In, we doubled the crowd since we've been here. That's right. We have Tim Wells from uh, Minneapolis in here again with us, and he's our, our, uh, the our wrestling, wrestling insider. Uh, the big kahuna over here. Uh, Always good to have him. Long time friend. My lovely wife has shown up along with my grandson, who is four and a half, which I believe means he is now the youngest fan of the Hawkeye Huddle to she is alive because when our boys were, when we started this, our boys were five, not four and a half. He's almost five. Think they about were? that. 16 years ago. Well, Andrew just turned 21 on Saturday. Yeah, Matthew turned 16, 21. It was 16 years ago. So they, so they, were, were they weren't quite five. They were, just, they were just turning, actually same age, just turning five. Think about that. And that, and there. Well, there you have it. After and, seeing Andrew Ridge, and uh, if you noticed my hair color over yeah. the years, after seeing Andrew Ridge come into uh, Big Grove Brewery the other day to watch the game, with I me, called it. He came walking in, and I looked at him. And I'm like, "So, what time did you go to bed? Bed? Yeah, beds for five, losers. Five thirty a.m." But he, he, so his 21st birthday, well, actually, he enjoyed birthday, the day. Well, happy birthday, Andrew. I hope you had a good one. He, I he hope did. you did not vomit on your he mother's was, shoes. He was, uh, he was upright and taking nourishment, so that was a good thing. Um, <laughs> in any case, well, well, we've got the week off. So, by the way, let me, let's finish up with the basketball discussion. The Hawks no, have, no. Have two. I want to thank our great sponsors. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. G-Migs, of course, uh, steak night here tonight. Uh, Dave Kozlowski Law, who I happen to spend an extraordinarily fun amount of time with over the weekend, yeah, both Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, well, uh, Kozlowski Law, reach out to him for your family law needs. Foundry Distillery, which uh, just had a. So, did you go to that thing the other I day? I didn't. I. They just had a rollout of their bar- a barrel rollout, yeah, right? I so, got unavoidably detained. Okay. Yeah. I had I had to, I had chores to do on Sunday after spending the whole day watching football with my kids. So I, you know, it was one of those things. I didn't get I didn't get to go. We'll talk about this. It's the corn whiskey, age ten years. Gotcha. Just just rolling out right now. So get over to the foundry. They're down here in Valley Junction. It's a, it's a nice place to go in and relax, have a drink anyway. But they make their own stuff. Obviously, you buy bottles and uh, you can even buy a barrel if you want. You can make your own barrel. It's like eight grand. Uh, that's for. But anyway. that, it's it's really cool deal what? if you're into if you're into your own whiskey. So you take you can they'll hold on to it for years for you. You can just go over there and get a bottle by bottle, and it's a pretty cool deal. Anyway, hey, before before we go too far, let's talk about wrestling. We have a wrestling insider here, right? I want to talk about the Hawks' fifth-rated recruiting class, uh, led by the number five wrestler in the country, Patrick Kennedy, one sixty-five from Minnesota. Big pickup from. Dade County, Florida, three-time Florida State champ, 
just won something in North Carolina. Well, he's got all kinds of accolades. That kid, Brady Renya. Yeah, Reina. Reina. He's, he's actually pretty big. Uh, and then uh, one fifty-seven. We got the Shriver twins, who are from Mason City at one forty-one forty-nine. And of course, Gabe Christensen, Buck ninety-seven Southeast Polk. Which service came out today? The rank, the first rankings came out. The who Hawks came? are number two. Penn State number one. Ohio State a- three. All tops. I saw this on Iowa Wrestling on a tweet. They're the top seven wrestling teams include Iowa. All the other six are coming to Carver Hawkeye this year. Wow! You want to go to? You want to be a wrestling uh, fan? You want to have season tickets? This is the year to do. it. Yeah, they're going to see them all. Um, and and what Tim was telling Penn State, Oki State, Ohio State, Nebraska, and Michigan. I think it, are the other five. It's a de- heat. So he's saying, wait by wait, it's a dead heat for Iowa and Penn State this year. So uh, that's really cool to see because it might be the year that they can jump up and, and uh, take things back. And I Penn think State. we're going to have a nice announcement on our wrestling sponsor for this year. It, it, coming yeah, I know soon. you're working on it. I, 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 I failed on I had another. I have an interesting. I have a sponsor interested. Uh-huh. And he, and he was supposedly coming tonight, but I forgot to, to text and remind him. He said Coffee he's is for closers. I know. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, and uh, that will be, I think we're going to do something about the pesky nuisance of the week or something like that with this guy. There's going to be something. The guy we, we that we that bothered us that the most. That bothers us the most. I it's like a pest it. control company. I got it. All right. Good. Yeah. I hope so. So we'll, we'll work on that. Uh, for the basketball, yes, they do play Lindsey Wilson, whoever Lindsey Wilson is on Monday night. Uh, no TV on that one. Yeah, uh, you know it's a, it's a it's a it's a scrimmage uh, exhibition, but they'll play it as a full game in in uh, <laughs> in Carver Hawkeye. Then next Friday, the eighth, uh, SIU comes into Carver for an eight o'clock tick off, tip off to uh, Southern actually, Illinois. Now to actually uh, tip off the season. So, the Southern Illinois from the Missouri Valley. Right, right, I wrote down SIU. I don't think that's right. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. I wrote down the SIU, so I don't know whether that, what that means exactly. So well, that would be a nice start to the season. A, Division One football team, basketball team. Right, right. Um, so that'll and things get they, things get tough. They they have a couple weeks of easy games, and then things get really really tough for the basketball team. So I I think if we want to enjoy this winter, we want Jordan Bohannon to be part of that group. Southern Illinois Edwardsville, Edwardsville. is it Ed, Edwardsville? S I U E. It's not quite the same thing as Southern That's a Illinois. little bit different. And yeah. then DePaul on November 11th. And DePaul, not super highly rated, but, uh, you know, Power 5 team coming in. They've had a good a couple of did good recruiting classes. Followed by the preacher, Oral Roberts. He'll save everyone at, on November 15th. <coughs> North Florida, where Kirk's E-Rock came from. And then they move into the Thanksgiving tournament, right? With No, uh, we get Cal Poly first. Oh, Cal Poly. Then they move into the Thanksgiving Texas tournament. Texas Tech. Creighton, uh, Creighton, possibly Creighton, possibly or Creighton, and or San Diego State, San Diego State. Yes, uh, and those ones on Thanksgiving, and the others the next day, which is the same day I would play football against Nebraska. So, big Hawkeye weekend when you come down towards the Thanksgiving, uh, towards the Thanksgiving weekend. You um, can uh, do that without me because I will be gone that week. So, oh, which we do want to mention. People, oh, next we, week we need, we, we'll, we're at five thirty. Yeah, we need people. So if you if you really do listen to the show, the podcast is great. TheHawkeyeHuddle.com. You can pick it up. I'll get it up tomorrow. And it's Brett Friday. Ridge may even tweet out a link. I, I I did last week. You did? Yes. I missed it. Yes. I'm sorry. When you do it, I'll re, I'll retweet. But on top of that, um, we just want everybody who listens on the radio to know that we're going to have kind of a juxtaposed schedule around UNI basketball here on 1700 the Champ. 
So next week we're at 5.30. We're going to have a couple of 5.30 starts. We might even have a day where we get bumped. We'll let you know. Follow Twitter at... At Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. 2, the numeral. And we'll let you know when we're going to be on if you really if you really want to tune in and, and make sure that you're catching us live. Or, or you want to join us down here at GMIGS. You know, things get crazy around the holidays. We even have... We're supposed to be on on Christmas Eve and yeah, New Year's happening. Eve, and it's probably not going to happen. Now, we probably will have a show of some sort for you to listen to, but that doesn't mean we'll be sitting here at GMIC necessarily. No, hopefully it'll be on the 23rd so, and right, 30th. Something like that. And hopefully we're discussing a New Year's Day bowl game. Speaking of bowl games. Speaking of bowl games. So uh, projections out, various services, whatnot. Anybody that's you, – anytime you see Iowa to the Tax Slayer Bowl, just imagine real quickly that that person has not done all the algorithm rhythms to realize – that Iowa cannot go to the Tax Slayer Bowl because they've already been in the last uh, uh, five years. Do they have a four-year deal? They got a six-year deal where they can ha- they, ha- they can only have five te- they they have five different teams in six years. So the only Florida Bowl game legitimately is the Citrus Bowl, right? Because the Outback Bowl is not they've they've got a thing a similar I, thing. I realize yeah, right. it's another Iowa home right. game. Uh, or been... you go go ten and two and get yourself into the top twelve. How about this? Um, no, the Orange Bowl is one of the Orange win, Bowl's one of the win the rest of the games, upset Ohio State in the uh, and then you're in the Orange Bowl. No, you're in the Rose Bowl. No, I thought. Oh, you're right. You won't be in the college football playoff. With you go to the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl. Right. So, legitimately, though, theoretically, legitimately, see the problem is if they go ten and two, then they have to play in the Big Ten championship. And game, they go which, ten and three. Which, watching Ohio State, I don't know how Iowa would beat them. Um, you'd be ten and three, and then you, then you would hope to stay in that group of six or whatever the right. You'd hope to right the, the bowl six the, games the, yeah, or whatever. And you probably it. you probably wouldn't. You'd probably end up in the Citrus Bowl with that. I feel like Iowa at ten and three or nine and three is a real legitimate shot at the Citrus Bowl. You right? know, you know the one uh, place Ohio that wants, State goes to the college football. The playoff one place pen- that wants them is San Diego. Well, and and so does Orlando wants them back too if they have the right record. If you look so. You know the last time they sold 70,000 tickets to a, to a Iowa, Capital LSU. One Bowl? Iowa LSU. You know, uh, so the only time in the last 20 years that they've had a crowd like that was Iowa LSU. They've been down in the forty-five to 50,000 range over the last few years. They want to sell tickets to their bowl game. And how about this? What if, what if Iowa State's Iowa in the, State's capital, in the, in the, in the, in the Camping world. world Bowl in the same stadium three days earlier? Wouldn't the whole, I would go. I mean, I've said this last year. I would go to watch Iowa State play, and I think a ton of our Cyclone friends of the Hawkeye Huddle would be down there waiting to watch Iowa play on New Year's Day as well. I think it would be a great show for the entire state of Iowa. I think it would be really, really fun. Someone turn the lights but, out. But the Holiday Bowl is the most likely destination at either 9-3, and 8-4, and four, or maybe even 7-5. and five. Then you might step down to Redbox. You would never oh, God, they're not get going down there. below that. Even if they go 6-6, six and six, lose all the rest of their games, you'd have a tough time getting below the Red Box Bowl in, in uh, Santa Clara. That's where Indiana's going. Uh, prob- probably. So, we, we Indiana, who uh, Scott Frost wanted on his schedule more because he thought he could win more times, and he lost again lost last week. Sorry, dear. Time for the uh, Foundry Distillery last call. Brought to you by the new Corn Whiskey, number 10, to age 10 years. Uh, it's coming out, as I said, this week. They had a special deal last Sunday. I was unable to, to go. Unique and wonderful whiskey. Ten years have been good for the whiskey. Second fill barrel, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be fantastic. I actually had a sip. It was more than a sip. You had a little bit more than a sip? I had a little bit more than a sip, and it's really good. Got a little bite, but it's really good. 
got a little sweetness so to it. It's good. What are we What are we last calling this week? Iowa State doesn't play either. I mean, this is ridiculous. Well, we, the, it, 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 even uh, Minnesota doesn't play. Wisconsin, do, do they? Is Minnesota, Wisconsin? Minnesota Penn, is Penn State next week. Well, we're my last call is that Michigan is going to destroy Maryland. <laughs> I'm going to go out of the limb. And the Hawkeye basketball team. We both team had Michigan over Notre Dame will, last week, by the will way. We'll have two victories, one that'll count. I don't think Edwardsville is going to get over 60. So my last call is Jordan Bohannon plays his first basketball game for the University of Iowa next Friday night, and that locks him into the rest of the season, and he plays this season. I, I feel like I feel like that kid cannot let the competitive juices sit for if a he's year. Good, if he is feeling good, let him play. I hope he's feeling good. Let the, I, I, let I agree. the kids play. Uh, let One last play. thing, the Astros win the World Series. I don't know if it's tonight or tomorrow, but they're going to. It's tonight. Well, Verlander it's goes t- tonight, but it's tonight. That we we Game sat here last tonight. week and said it would be in six. We doubted throughout most of the week, and yeah. then suddenly. Well, I'm so brilliant. I had Washington for the series. They won the first two games. Thought I was a genius. <laughs> Clearly not. Glad you didn't bet your house. No. Right. Hey, happy birthday to my uh, wife Tammy on Friday. Happy birthday, Tammy! On we'll Friday, we'll celebrate together. Yes. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Hey, Tim Wells, uh, Eric Engvall came down to see us. The Kahuna. Join us next week here on the Hawkeye Huddle on seventeen hundred. The Champ.